are Locked On Pistons, your daily Detroit Pistons podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Seconds left, he's got the ball, he should have it. Isaiah hangs out of the ball, flips it up to the Raptors. Detroit is the city of champions again. Detroit Basketball! What is happening? Welcome to the Locked On Pistons podcast, your episode for Wednesday, November the 11th, and a happy Veterans Day to those of you that serve out there. This is your boy Matt Shook, the host of the Locked On Pistons podcast, a sports writer here in Detroit City covering sports gambling for PlayMichigan.com, a Pistons fan and follower my whole life, just like you guys, and a sports newspaper reporter for over a decade as well. Thanks for listening. We are one week away from the NBA draft, as hard as it is to believe today I'm going to break down some scenarios from our locked on NBA draft mock draft exercise going to tell you about how that went down in terms of right before me and everything that happened going to plug our show as well Brian brother Brian comes through with the final of the top 18 players on the locked on NBA listener big board we'll have some more later on as time goes on as well also want to pass along It's a little bit of bad news from the online gambling front. That's my day job, as you guys know, and want to pass along what happened at Tuesday's Michigan Gaming Control Board meeting that might confuse things, push things back just a little bit for your online gambling needs. We'll see if it happens by the time the Pistons tip off their NBA season. A little bit of uh, coinciding there that has been happening since the NBA shut down and when the Pistons might Return, but give me a follow on Twitter for all those details at Matt underscore Shook S C H O C H another underscore for that. Also, the Locked On Pistons Twitter account, and check us out on Facebook at Locked On Pistons Dash. Matt Shook, give Brother Brian a follow at B Shook Twelve as well, and PlayMichigan.com, their Twitter account, our Twitter account, I should say, Play underscore Michigan. We really appreciate that. Chugging towards 500 followers on that account, I'm proud of that. In a short time, but the NBA draft is days away. And the Locked On NBA podcast is mock drafting every first round pick. I'm sitting at number seven. I'm in the war room. I've got my Troy Weaver suit on. I'm ready to make my pick. And the first edition of the podcast came out today on Wednesday. So you should check that out on the Locked On NBA podcast feed. Listen to the Locked On NBA podcast every day leading up to the draft to hear projections of each pick and expert analysis from Chad Ford, The Athletic's John Hollinger, and Sports Illustrated's Jeremy Wu. Check out the feed to catch up on past shows, and don't miss a pick. Subscribe to Locked on NBA today, wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. Each of the hosts sits in the war room and makes the picks for their teams, and one through six came out in the first episode today. So go ahead and pause this episode right now. Go listen to that show. All those guys got all their thoughts on it, and uh, the list of picks was made by those top six teams, and it puts me in position to lead off the second episode, the second edition of the Locked On NBA Mock Draft, and I was happy to do that. And uh, so I wanted to kind of throw out what the top six picks were for you guys and throw out what I was thinking in in terms of number seven, and uh, you can respond to me with what you would have done. It worked out kind of perfectly where they broke off the first episode after six picks, so we've got kind of a day to marinate on it. Obviously, I already made the pick a few days ago, and that's been recorded and sent all away to those guys, but interested to hear what you guys think. So 
Number one, and, and again, spoiler alert, because this is a, an episode you should check out. Go listen to this full episode of one through six where the picks are made. They're broken down by the experts, but we're also going to run through them right here, one through six, just so that you know uh, what we're kind of reacting to on today's episode of Lockdown Pistons. So we've got kind of some some kismet here for the the network and, and the, the, the shows. So again, check out that Lockdown NBA draft. Pause us right now and then come back and we'll talk about what we're thinking about at number seven here with Lockdown Pistons. But number one, the Minnesota Timberwolves did go with LaMelo Ball. And number two, the Golden State Warriors went with best available. Anthony Edwards there. A little bit of a surprise at number three, the Charlotte Hornets took Anyeka Okongwu. So Okongwu was the first big off the board. Pistons fans are going to be pissed with the Chicago Bulls and Lockdown Bulls hosts at number four as Matt Peck and Jordan Malley took Killian Hayes. From France, number five, the Cleveland Cavaliers did go with the swingman, the uh, the wing there, and that was Isaac Okoro of Auburn, trying to shore up that defensive identity. And then a bit of a surprise at number six, but I expect surprises, although I know that's a little bit of a uh, misnomer there, expecting surprises. But Devin Vassell of Florida State with the Atlanta Hawks at number six. So here we sit, Detroit Pistons fans, uh, we've got James Wiseman falling. We got Tyrese Halliburton falling. Obi Toppin falls. Denny Avdia falls. Patrick Williams is rumored to be linked to the Pistons. We got the phones ringing off the hook. Uh, I will let you guys in on uh, the next phase of my thinking. As before the draft started, myself reached out to John Corrales, the Danny Ainge of the Boston Celtics war room for Locked on Celtics, and said, John, you guys got those three first-round picks. It's something we've talked about here on Lockdown Pistons before. They've got 14, 26, and 30. They don't have a lot of roster spots. They've also got some salaries they might, they might want to dump out to, uh, to to free up some room as well. they got the Gordon Hayward situation. they got to iron out. He probably picks up that player option. But uh, more salaries, more extensions, more things to think about for the Celtics. They want to start cleaning house a little bit, and those three picks could be a way to do that. Maybe for them, they want to consolidate those picks into one, make it a better one. Long story short, uh, some sort of deal with a three-for-one picks or maybe two picks in one of their young players, whether that's Robert Williams, whether that's Grant Williams, whether that's Romeo Lankford, whether that's Carson Edwards. There's guys out there, some combination of some of those assets, maybe future picks for the Pistons number seven. Juice it however you want take a contract back for them, get a better pick, et cetera, et cetera. There are moves out there. So we engaged with the Boston Celtics. There was that talk out there. They said, let's talk right before it's your pick. If the players, if they have a list of three players, if one of those players is available, they might be interested. And I said, yep, uh, sounds good. Uh, we also might be interested, but there are certain players out there on the board that might make us not be as interested at, at all. So here's what happened right before my pick. Uh, right when we we came onto the clock, the Celtics officially made the offer. And here was the offer. All three of the picks, it was pretty simple, really. All three of the picks, 14, 26, and 30 in exchange for number seven. No players, no contracts, none of the young players. Now, what do I do here, right? That's, that's kind of where we're going to leave it off. Um, do I take that trade and fall back to 14, 26, and 30? Do I counter and say... I'd prefer a player instead of one of those picks. Maybe instead of 26 or 30, we, we ask for a Grant Williams or a Robert Williams. Keep in mind, we are on the clock right now. Uh, we kind of want to move the draft along just like it, just like you would in real life. Uh, there's only a, a finite amount of time that you can make these decisions or decide to counter 
or whatever like that. And, again, and like I said, um, we, we like Tyrese Halliburton on the board. Obi Toppin's a guy who could win rookie of the year, although you know my personal feelings about that pick. James Wiseman fell all the way to seven somewhat unexpectedly. Denny Avdia is a guy who's got some upside and plays a position of need. Same for Patrick Williams, probably more upside but more downside and certainly has that position of need. Maybe a guy that Troy Weaver might be interested in and maybe a guy that uh, – Troy Weaver has already promised, uh, if you'll believe some of the things that we're hearing out there. R.J. Hampton has risen up boards. Kyra Lewis is a guy that Brian's been talking about for weeks. He's been chirping in my ear about it. Maybe I submit to that and say, uh, yeah, number seven, that sounds fine. Or maybe Kyra Lewis and R.J. Hampton, those type of guys, make me feel good enough about 14 and that I accept that Celtics pick. So what would you do? If you were me, that's what that's where we're at right now. Listen to that draft unlocked on NBA. What would you do? A lot of options out there. A lot of options. What would you do if you were me? I want to hear from you. Get in touch with us on the Locked On Pistons Twitter account and let us know what you would do. Would you pick Wiseman? Would you pick Halliburton? Would you pick Avdia? Would you pick Williams? Would you make that trade that the Boston Celtics offered? Would you counter with something a little bit better? What would you do in this situation? There's a lot of good options, I guess, is is my uh, my biggest takeaway from all this. And uh, I think Pistons fans uh, could be excited if this is the way it falls on draft night a week from tonight. But up next, Brian's going to tell us about the number one player on the Locked On Pistons listener big board. Number one, that's Anthony Edwards. That's coming up next here on the Locked on Pistons podcast. But hey, got to tell you guys about Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar ever. The improved Built Bar is even more delicious than before. Got the six new flavors, caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, apple almond crisp. I'm waited with waiting with bated breath for my next shipment. Really excited to get these bad boys in the mail. Add those six new flavors to the 12 OGs. OGs like mint brownie, salted caramel. That's right. Sounds as good as they are, trust me. Bars are covered in 100% chocolate. They are soft and easy to chew, and they're also healthy. They're great for the health-conscious guy. You lose or maintain the weight while indulging in a delicious treat. These bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, great for the keto diet, all the macros that you could possibly want. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON, and you'll get 20% off your next order. Again, use promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. A few weeks ago, host Matt Shook asked you listeners to submit your opinions on the top seven draft prospects for the Pistons. And after a healthy response from you, he compiled those submissions and unveiled the list of 18 players that you voted for in the order in which you guys selected. We have decided to take that list and work our way up and give a more in-depth summary of those prospects. So today we look at the player at the top of the list, Anthony Edwards, a 19-year-old, six-foot-five-inch, 225 pound shooting guard born in atlanta georgia as a child his father nicknamed him ant-man and not goose for some reason edwards was a standout pop warner football player as a child but decided to play basketball after watching his brothers play and deciding that it looked more fun while in middle school he was a standout player on the atlanta express an under 15 aau team before attending therrell high school playing his freshman year at therrell he was recognized by rivals as a potential four star recruit, but citing the smaller class sizes and a need to focus and improve his academics, he transferred
transferred to Holy Spirit Prep in the middle of his sophomore year and reclassified to the class of 2020. The following season saw Edwards once again on the basketball court, and he led the Cougars to a Georgia Independent School Association Class 3A championship, and then because of the improvement in his academic performance, he re reclassified back to the class of 2019. In his senior season, Holy Spirit fell just short of repeating their GISA Class 3A championship, losing in the finals, although Edwards averaged 29 points and 9 rebounds a game on his way to being named a McDonald's All-American and to the USA Today All-USA First Team. He also participated in the 2019 Jordan Brand Classic. 24-7 Sports ranked Edwards the top recruit in the 2019 class and he received a 5-star rating from all of the major recruiting services. When it was time to pick a college out of the many many offers from major Division I programs, he decided to stay in-state and play for the Georgia Bulldogs and head coach and former Tom Izzo assistant Tom Crean. Citing Crean's past coaching experiences with Dwayne Wade and Victor Oladipo, favorites of Edwards. His one and only year in college was an unmitigated success as his over 19 points a game led all college freshmen and he complemented that with 5 rebounds and almost 3 assists per game. For his efforts, he was awarded the SEC's Freshman of the Year Award and was named to the All-SEC Second Team in the COVID-shortened season. Edwards wears the number five in memory of his late mother and grandmother who both passed away due to cancer when he was in eighth grade. Edwards told ESPN's The Undefeated how he was able to get through such a tragic time in his life. 2015, I lost uh, my mom and my grandma. And, I mean, it wasn't easy so I just kept playing basketball like me and my brother told each other we weren't gonna stop playing basketball because of it because we know that if they were still here they would want us to keep playing so I just channeled all my energy towards basketball stopped worrying about everything else losing my mom was real tough and my grandma she was like our backbone she was like no matter what happens in life just smile because you able to wake up and see the next day that's why Every time people see me, I'm a, I always got a smile on my face no matter what's going on. With that smile that could light up a room, Edwards seems destined to light up NBA scoreboards. What jumps out at you and isn't common in a player that just turned 19 a few months ago is that his body is NBA ready and because of his already chiseled frame, he looked like a man amongst boys at the college level. His strength coupled with his quickness and explosiveness makes him an absolute highlight film driving to the rim on the offensive end. He can create his own shot and in a burst be at the rim where he finishes emphatically much of the time. I felt badly for his opponents who had to defend him in one-on-one -on -one situations. Now his position is shooting guard and he only shot 29% from college three, which doesn't quite jive with the smooth shooting stroke and fairly quick release. So taking a little more deep dive into it, you notice he was the very primary and almost exclusive scoring threat for the Bulldogs, so teams were focused on stopping him. And to be honest, his shot selection is questionable at times, but that could also be a result of him feeling he needed to do too much on the offensive end. As one NBA scout said, he shoots better than you think he does. I mean, he's not Ray Allen, but he's not f***ing. 
f***ing Tony Allen either. As complete as his offensive game looks, the defensive side of the ball is where he will need to vastly improve in the association. His effort and footwork are going to need to improve or he will find himself in foul trouble consistently in the NBA against players that will exploit the weaknesses of the youngster. He looks timid a lot of times on defense and unsure of where he should be, a problem that sometimes leaks into the offensive game where at times he could be more assertive. Most mocks early had him being the unquestioned top pick, but as we get closer to the draft, I've seen other names in that slot. But Edwards does not fall out of the top three ever. For the Pistons to grab him, they would have to be aggressive and move up, and we haven't seen much speculation that Troy Weaver wants to do that for Edwards specifically. So I would be surprised, but not upset, if somehow Detroit left with the consensus top player in this draft class. Some interesting NBA comps I have seen are Bradley Beal and Victor Oladipo. Thank you for listening, and that's the end of the list of the 18 players you guys voted for. But we aren't done yet. Over the last couple months since you guys voted, some other names have crept up some draft boards, and we are going to continue on with a few more prospects of note. So we can't wait for you to join us on the next installment of NBA Draft Profiles. Anthony Edwards of Georgia. Thanks again to Brother Brian. We've batted around the list. I think there's four more names that we want to have him at least touch on a little bit for various reasons, maybe moving up some boards, maybe some local interest as well. So expect uh, four more short profiles as we kind of continue here. But that's the list of 18 from the Locked On Pistons listener big board and Anthony Edwards number one shows. Sure, and we'll, we'll chop it up with Brian on Fridays with Brian as to what his 1.0 list of all the players looks like. Even though we got those four left over, we'll kind of have him slide those guys in there as they as they fit for his top seven. But yeah, Anthony Edwards is someone to me that, uh, like Brian says, probably isn't fall or certainly isn't falling to seven. I think there are worlds where Lamelo Ball or or James Wiseman falls to number seven. I just don't think that Anthony Edwards is in that category. Somehow uh, he's going to get pecked in the top four. You know, let's just let's just put it that way. Um, if if a world exists where he falls to number seven, I think the Pistons should snatch him up. I think he'll end up in my top three big board, maybe top four, something like that. Um, and I understand why he would be number one on a lot of big boards and certainly considered him for the number one spot on my big board as well. He's got some star potential, got a lot of uh, poten- uh, potential to be a franchise-changing type of player, could make all-star games, all that good stuff. And uh, the, the floor appears pretty good as well in terms of a highly productive bench player, and I know that's not what you're thinking when you want number one pick in the draft. And, and again, another reason why, as I outlined on Tuesday's show, trading up for any of these guys would be a mistake. Giving up extra access to get guys like Anthony Edwards and then pay him at number one $10 million a year, that $10 million, or a $10, $10 million per year, $40 million deal for four years, which is kind of set for the uh, the number one picks in the draft. Not a good situation for guys like Anthony Edwards. You'd be underwater on a deal for any of the guys that you might pick number one in the draft. Again, I said it before the lottery, blessing in disguise. The Pistons did not win the lottery. Uh, it's not a good asset that the Timberwolves are trying to peddle out there. And if you're the team that gives up real assets to move up for that first, second, or third pick, you have made a mistake as a front office. But Anthony Edwards, if he falls to seven, would be a blessing for the Pistons. You'd take him unless there's another guy maybe higher on your big board, but certainly he would entice you to take him. And maybe even better than that, 
be uh, entice someone else to trade up for him, and uh, you get some good value out of that. Or ending up with Anthony Edwards some way, somehow, other than a trade-up, would, would be a good situation for the Detroit Pistons. But up next, I'm going to talk about some online gambling, gambling. The Michigan Gaming Control Board met on Tuesday, and a little bit of bad news for those of you hoping to make some bets from your phone as soon as possible. That's coming up next here on the Locked On Pistons podcast, which is a proud member of the Locked On Network, your team every day. Quick update for you guys on online gambling. I know, as you know, retail sports betting is legal now in Michigan, as is online gambling, though the rules have not been made yet. So you're looking for regulated sports books out there. The Detroit casinos have sports gambling available. You can bet on NBA futures right now, and certainly during the NBA season, you'll be able to bet on games, point spreads, over-unders, all that good stuff. Throw your parlays together. But... Uh, it's going to come to your phone. It's going to come to your, your computers as well very soon. We were hoping for around Thanksgiving Day, but that is not the case anymore. It sounds like my best guess is something like mid to late December at this point. It's uh, the rules for online gambling, which is not just online sports betting, but you can play casino games on your phone. You can play blackjack. You can play slot machines, all that good stuff for real money. That stuff is coming, but it's taking a little bit of a while. You know how Lansing works. You know these processes that are happening. The Gaming Control Board spent the year kind of putting the rules together using a lot of the state's templates that are already out there, and uh, they are now in front of a group called the Joint Committee of Administrative Rules in Lansing. That's a 10-person committee that's made up of Congress people that are on both sides of the aisle from the House of Representatives and the Senate in the state of Michigan. Again, this is state politics, not at a national level. So um, the JCAR is looking at it right now. They have 15 session days where they have to make some sort of pronouncement on these rules, whether that's letting them go through, holding hearings, etc. The Gaming Control Board is trying to get them to waive those session days move it along so that they can continue their licensing process. Again, this is so much inside baseball. I know you guys don't really care, but uh, long story short, it was it was hoped that it was going to be in the month of November. There is still a small, small chance that something happens maybe tomorrow on Thursday in Lansing, setting it up the stage for, for online gambling to launch this month, but looking more and more likely like mid to late December with another outside chance that there could be bad news and we're looking at more of an early 2021 launch. So will there be online gambling by the time the NBA season is expected to start on December 22nd? It's a bit of an open question right now. That might be right around the start date. So the can you bet on the Pistons opening game on your phone for through whether that's through FanDuel, through DraftKings, through BetMGM, through PointsBet, through William Hill. All these operators are going to be eventually coming to the state of Michigan. I would expect uh, operators such as FanDuel, DraftKings, and BetMGM to probably be the ones that might be available right away, and others will kind of ca- go uh, launch as time goes on. Of course, if you're a, a big podcast and, and very online person, you know about Barstool Sportsbook. They're going to be eventually coming to Michigan as well and hoping to get right on the starting line too. So they could be a day one operator as well, uh, Barstool Sportsbook. So a lot of options are coming to Michigan. We just don't know exactly when it's going to be. Follow the the work that I do at PlayMichigan.com. I'm covering all this stuff. That's my full-time job now. we got the Twitter account. is probably the best easy way to do that. Play underscore Michigan right there. But uh, check back with us. I don't know how often to talk about this stuff on the podcast 
just because uh, I don't know that a lot of people really, really care. But through, through the big things, I kind of want to keep you guys updated. And uh, we'll be talking about gambling about on this podcast. Uh, not so much that it'll be all over the place, but uh, point spreads and over-unders and stuff like that. We will be talking about that a little bit. We'll go deep at times as well as the season continues and creeps closer for the Detroit Pistons. Interesting because the NBA season shut down on March 11th, uh, and that was the same night that earlier in that day, the uh, the Detroit sports books opened their retail sports betting. So March 11th during the day, Greektown Casino and MGM Grand opened their sports books. That's the Rudy Gobert night. That's the last night the Pistons played against the 76ers on the road. Uh, and then Rudy Gobert in Oklahoma City, that happens. The NBA shuts down. The next morning, Motor City Casino opens up their sports book while there's all this uncertainty going on in the sports world. Pistons shut down. Uh, casinos a few days later shut down in Detroit. They have since reopened. Uh, tribal casinos across the state, including Firekeepers and Four Winds and all the ones up in Traverse City, Little River, uh, even in the UP at Island Resort. There's a, Go to PlayMichigan.com if you want to get the full list and what's going on with all the casinos around the country, around the state. But, you know, those opened up and the NBA opened up without the Pistons, of course, and now we're waiting for the Pistons to open and for online gambling to open. So a little bit of uh, uh, parallels there between the timelines of the two biggest interests of my professional life, and uh, they're kind of intersecting as December approaches here for the Pistons and online gambling. But for the Pistons, a lot to go still in November, unlike online gambling probably, as we've got the draft and then free agencies coming a couple days after that. So we're going to have episodes fast and furious starting next week. Uh, we may be back tomorrow, but certainly for Fridays with Brian, if not uh, going forward. That wraps up this edition of Locked on Pistons. I am your host, Matt Shook. Now tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of Locked On Fantasy Basketball, and also check out the Locked On NBA Mock Draft starting today. Have a great day, and we'll talk to you guys later.